Hi, I'm Simon Clark. I'm the CEO of American Lithium. We are a lithium developer with the large TLC Claystone deposit in Nevada, the even bigger Falchani Hard Rock deposit in Peru, and also the Makassani um, uranium deposit in southern Peru as well. Quite the list. Quite the list. Quite the list. <laughs> Good to be here, Todd. Yeah, yes, you're in South Africa and behind the camera, big team, big contingency from you. Yes. Right. Yeah, we have uh, Lawrence here, who's our yeah. COO, yeah. and Ted, who's uh, EVP. Right. Okay, so you're here to do what? So we come here, I mean, I guess people sort of look at us and say, well, the only reason you're here is because it's snowing in Canada and, <laughs> you know, Cape Town's a pretty nice good place reason. this time. And that is a good reason, but... But uh, Lawrence is based in Johannesburg. Yeah. Our lead engineers, DRA, are, are out, of, um, out of Cape Town and Joburg. Yeah. And um, we always find that this week in Cape Town is the best time of year for Australian investors coming, yeah. European investors, some North Americans, and there's lots of strategics. Yeah. So for example, at the one-to-one, -one, we had 35 meetings. It was crazy. Nice. So yeah, it was really but, good. But we've seen, well, we've certainly been hearing from other companies, we've seen ourselves, we've met them, as generalist investors coming in to try and see what's out there, what's investable. There's a kind of new dawning reality out there about companies that will and companies that just talk about it. So have you seen some of these generalists? Yeah, we're starting to see them. I'm, I'm still not convinced that there's a load of institutional money yet flowing into a lot of the battery metals. I, I think there's more talk about it. I think there's a lot of cash on the sidelines still. Yeah. But we are starting to see it move. And I think, you know, for us, a lot of our past was, you know, obviously big resource in TLC, acquiring Plateau, and we had big jumps in that, and then followed the market up high at times. You know, what I'd like to think now is with what we achieved in 2022 and into 2023, where now our stock price is very underpinned by fundamentals. Absolutely, I want to talk about that. Okay, so you, obviously there's a PEA out as well, which you know, Lawrence has been hard at work at. Yeah, which, which which is kind of. In fact, let's start with that. So give us the give us the uh, headlines. Well, it's, you know what we wanted to do with TLC was show. I mean, I mean, all lithium mineralization is difficult. Claystones are extremely difficult, but there's a lot of lithium in them, and so you know, cracking that nut. I give Ted and Lawrence a lot of kudos for sticking at it, working hard, figuring it out. And I think the work they had done at Falchani mm. to unlock that was really relevant and helpful and allowed us to understand the mineralization. So, I mean, our goal was to show that we could recover high purity lithium using best of breed conventional techniques. We didn't want to be seen as anything that required a black box of any type. Or um, Chinese input. That seems to be what people are nervous about in the, in the North, North American circuit. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And I mean, being in the US, that's, you know, you, you can't go there. It's, it's strength <laughs> verboten. Yeah. Um, so, so we wanted to show that. And then obviously robust economics. Um, yeah. And, you know, DRA uh, did a fantastic job as well as lead engineer. It took, took longer than we would have liked. Right. But, um, you know, I think what we came out with... Um, achieved all those points and more. You know, we have about a 3.3 billion NPV um, on, on the lithium alone case. Right. Uh, strong IRRs, high 20s, um, you know, good paybacks, three years, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and you know, it's a 24 year, sorry, 24,000 tons a year ramping up to 48. 
So, I mean, for us, the timing was perfect because we came out just after um, Thacker and had announced the GM investment. Um, and what was really cool about that was not only the significance of a major OEM and an automaker putting that amount of money into mining, but really they'd put out their OPEX, their latest OPEX figures and their CAPEX, because if you remember, the figures they had out in the market were way out of date. And so for us, it was good because it very much validated, you know, we're around the same OPEX, you know, just over 7,000 a ton, which is, which is very real. You know, we've done a lot of work on validating that. And, you know, they, they go up to 80,000 tons, but they're 4 billion in CapEx, whereas to get to 48, we're about 1.4, 1.5 billion, um, starting with 800 million for phase one. And so again, very real numbers, stack up well against, um, against Stacker and, uh, and certainly all in the ballpark. And, you know, our use of capital, our capital, you know, I think we're about 31,000 a ton and they're about, they're over 50. You know, which I think reflects, they have the advantage of higher grades, but they have a very complicated style of mineralization where the beauty oh. of TLC has always been, we're actually relatively, it's easy to extract, shouldn't say easy, but it's relatively easy to extract lithium. It's just, you extract a lot of other stuff you then have to deal with through the flow sheet. Look, I, I think certainly one of the themes for this week for us has been, it, it's not just about grade, it, it, it's about margin, Absolutely. right? Yep. So there's so many other factors outside of grade which affect your bottom line. So yep. you know, we can have a conversation about that another time. But I do want to talk about timing, okay? You mentioned timing there for the PEA. So I looked at Lawrence there. Uh, but for the PEA, because last year was a shocker. For anyone putting out economic studies, the market didn't care. Big disconnect between equities, prices, and, and investing, and the commodity price, uh, which obviously lithium's doing quite well. Uranium's been on a bit of a run as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good time from that perspective. But now, done the PEA, you've kind of got to move this forward into Absolutely. a rising market in the sense that there's a lot of OEMs moving upstream and trying to yep. secure the supply chains. We had a conversation with fund manager the other day suggest that Ford are allocating 500 billion, 500 billion to secure their, the commodities they need to build their electric cars. So yep. it's coming oh. for sure. And I think with what GM did last week yeah. was just well, proof of the pudding in that. Yeah. You know, and I, I was at a conference in LA and November and the, and the CEO, well, it wasn't the CEO, but one of the senior guys from GM stood up and said, we've bet the farm on this. There's no going back. We, you know, we will be fully electric. <laughs> did not get the return ticket. Exactly. So, yeah, and you can see, you can see that happening. So. But, the, but it comes back to that kind of reality, and I want to stay with timing as well, but the reality is that in here in Europe as well, as well as North America, hundreds of billions of dollars of infrastructure being built, being built on the kind of EV thematic. Now the same with energy security. You, you obviously hit both those marks yeah. with the lithium and obviously the, the, the uranium component. And we'll talk about spin outs in a second. It, um, the timing of this for you and how do you move the PEA forward? How do you get the timing right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, what I would describe what we did, and, and I think your point about 22 was, was a good one. You know, in a way it was good that you know, we took the time. So I would say we slowed down to speed up. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think the level that the guys did the PA to, what means we're going to go straight into pre-fees now, you know, with the goal of getting the pre-fees done, hopefully by the end of the year, certainly shortly thereafter. Um, you know, we were just with DRA discussing that yeah. yesterday. So, 
you know, as you know, we've always talked about piloting with ANSTO under lab conditions. We're, we're going to do that. And we're, we're literally just going to, you know, we're going to take a lot of core using wide, wide diameter drilling, which will happen in, uh, in Nevada, you know, with it start in a month or so, and then get that across to ANSTO, do the pilot work, um, and at the same time be driving ahead with, with DRA on the pre-fees. Right. And with all of this, obviously, it's, it's a, you're saying you've done a lot of work on the PEA, and you'll be straight into PFS now. Um, again, we've talked to companies this week about which market they're addressing, right? Some companies have to address the retail market with lovely headlines, which don't actually advance the project meaningfully on the ground, but they sound great. Others, perhaps more developed projects like yourself, need to talk to strategic partners, mm -hmm. industry partners, and even kind of institutional yeah. partners about how this thing actually moves towards getting built. Absolutely. And and now's the time for that for us. Right. I mean, we you know, we've seen companies at an earlier stage than us take off offtake and get into those discussions. But you know, that we were kind of scratching our head on that. I mean, until we really understood the mineralization, how we would how we could produce from from mm. this deposit, mm. um, what what we were going to produce. I mean, it just seemed too early to be thinking about that. But now, these discussions become very relevant. I mean, we have two world class, very large lithium deposits that we're looking to move forward. And lithium is a complex business. So you know, as you move along, the right partner, you know, the pots of capital that are coming available from groups like. GM and Ford, as you mentioned, but also the U.S. government. You know, there's lots of lots of momentum there, and so now is the time as we move through the year. And and I think whether we want to or not, we're going to get an awful lot of interest on the back of what we've just published. Yeah. The, 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 and those contracts only mean something if you actually produce, right? You're not, they're not Correct. giving you the money for free. You've got no. to deliver, right? Yes. So that's that. And there's lots of conversations like that going with lots of lithium companies, or certainly. Companies would like us to believe that, but they're non-binding and, and they're all the conditional. So for, yeah. so for you guys, is there um, a sense of the the, the timing? Because it, it's been kind of cracking the technical code as being part of the mission for, for mm -hmm. you, and Lawrence, and the, and the team. Um, is there? Do you know when you want to be able to get into market in terms of that well, supply demand fundamentals? Well, I mean, obviously, we want to push it as quickly as we can. Right. Um, you know, our sense has always been, and a lot of it is going to depend on, you know, we've set this up, as you know, so that the, the only permitting we have left is to permit a mine, which right. would start as we move into bankable fees next year. Right. And depending, I mean, there's lots of talk about that process being streamlined. I mean, if we can get that done over the course of next year, we can be into construction in 2025. You know, okay. you're probably talking about production very earliest late 26, but probably early 27. Right. And so that's that's with a following wind. And that's what we're really driving it for. And as I say, if there's partners who can help us get there, both on a capital or a technology perspective, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll obviously look at that. And that's kind of, that's kind of interesting, again, for the potential partners. Absolutely. It kind of, I think it kind of hits most people's timelines. Timelines, for, for, for sure. For sure. And, but, for, but for you, getting those sort of contracts in hand, could affect the cost of capital, I like mm -hmm. benefit the cost of capital. Yeah, okay. but, but at the same time, I mean, as we've always talked, there may be people that, as we move along, are better to take these projects forward and put the capital, that yeah. need, the billions of dollars that these projects need and the infrastructure. And so you want to make sure that whoever you partner with isn't going to 
necessarily stop that end game if it's the right thing to do. I mean, I certainly think we have one of the better technical teams out there and we have the ability to drive them ahead, but these are two very large projects. Right. So I'm I'm sitting here intrigued by the kind of fundamental side of the story in terms of, you know, how do you drive the operations now to get into production? Because at the end of the day, you've got to make money. Yeah. A lot of of investors forget about that's what the purpose of business is. Absolutely. That said, we kind of need to tip our hat to, you know, whether it be long, long standing shareholders, you've got the spin out. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. How, we've, how, how are things there? We're, we're moving it along. Obviously, the first phase of this year has been about the PA. Yeah. Um, that's really been a major milestone for us. Um, and now it's not that we haven't been moving that along. I mean, we announced in December we were going to do the spin out. And so, I would say we're probably a few weeks away from announcing definitive okay. agreements on that. That's certainly our target, and that's very much what we highlighted in the press release. Yeah. So, and if we do that, I think by the time you get shareholder votes and everything done, you know, we would certainly want the whole process to be complete in the first half if we can. Okay, so something to look forward to. There. Yeah, and you know, the timing's good. Uranium's obviously continued to strengthen. You know, there's lots of lots of interest in in Makassani. It's one of the bigger projects out there, and critically, you know, you see a lot of these projects that need sixty five, seventy dollars a pound. I mean, with a opex of seventeen dollars, and we think that could even get stronger given the work that's been done since the last PEA. Um, it's got great economics. It's, yes, it's funny, isn't it? Because most most uranium CEOs will come in here and tell me about this project's awesome at eighty bucks. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I know. 50 bucks today, that's a bit of a leap for most yeah. people, maybe looking from outside, don't understand the, the, the drivers. Yeah. You know, yeah. the lights will go out, guys. And they have done in Cape Town since we've been here. <laughs> uh, more SMRs, please. Well, quite nice. um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a different set of drivers, but for you guys in sort of lower, the lowest quartile kind of cost scenario, yeah. it, it, it's not as sensitive, not as. It's, it's not. Right. I, mean, I, I mean, the PA that was done yeah. where the IRRs over 40%, that kind of thing was done at $50 a pound. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're very comfortable with that. I think, as I say, if we can, if we can bring in the pre-concentration, tank leaching, other steps that we've done, and mm-hmm. ANSTOs continue to improve the extraction rates even further, I think you factor all that in, I think the economics could get stronger still, despite the the rises in a lot of input costs like sulfur and other things. Right. I mean, if you remember, the beauty of Makassani is it needs very little acid. Yeah. Which is great. And it's got a very simple flow sheet. Right. Thank you for coming in. I'm just conscious that you've no, got no. places to be, people to see. I know you've met the, you know, want to meet the technical Dex, team. Dex to sit on. Dex to sit on. <laughs> I know, I know. We could have done the interview in the pool, but uh, we just didn't Next have time, year. folks. You don't want to see me in a Speedo these days. You definitely don't want to see me in a Speedo. So, um, although there have been requests uh, <laughs> from a very niche audience. Um, so, um, look, thanks, thanks for making this on CSA. Pleasure today. to be and here. Good luck with the rest of the meetings. Um, Always good to see you guys. Days. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks very much.